Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Well, what does the future of Israel now look like under this new controversial law which was passed uh, yesterday? And boy, have there been repercussions since then. Joining us on the line now, Carrie Keller, political correspondent at the Times of Israel. Carrie, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hi, it's a pleasure. Carrie, okay, so... <laughs> We know what's transpired since yesterday, the passing of this uh, reasonableness law, as I've mentioned uh, to people I've been speaking to up till now, certainly is a tongue trip. It really is tripping everybody up in their footsteps, in their strides, trying to come to terms with what this means and where Israel is going with this uh, latest development, passing this reasonableness law. What do you think this latest development means? Well, I think it's it's more of a signal of what's to come mm-hmm. than a change to Israel's underlying democratic system itself. Now, this law is an important um, step toward reducing protections against Israel's rule of law gatekeepers, such as the security of the position of the attorney general. Mm-hmm. And it also enables the government to take a number of decisions that will be able to slip certain judicial oversight. Right. However, it's only a smaller piece of the larger puzzle. This mm-hmm. government routinely signals that it plans to radically overhaul uh, the judiciary such that it would reduce judicial checks on political power. Mm-hmm. And this is a country without a constitution, meaning that the Supreme Court is the main check on Israel's political power. Indeed. And there's also the issue of uh, the election of, of those, uh, those judicial figures uh, coming into play here too. That's also causing a major concern amongst the public. Absolutely. So Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said last night that that would be the next uh, step on his agenda. He said this multiple times, and in fact, Justice Minister confirmed it again um, right after mm-hmm. the bill was passed. In fact, right. the bill was passed. What Netanyahu said was, you know, we, we'd like to get some sort of broad consensus, but we only have until November to do that. And when you take into fact that Israel is about to have a three-month parliamentary break at the end of the beginning of right. next week, it starts. That really only leaves one month in Parliament itself mm. to, to make some sort of deal happen, which has not happened in seven and a half months to date. Kerry, you know what's what's uh, concerning about this? Uh, given well, you've just outlined this time frame, you know, uh, of a recess and a month only, you know, to at least at least to accomplish or achieve something, uh, the leadership cannot see, you know, the divisions and the rifts this is going to cause in Israeli society, but on the ground and well, also on the economic front and uh, from a social perspective. Well, the leadership absolutely sees it. There's no way not to. We're 29 weeks into a a national protest movement that has brought mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of Israelis to the streets yesterday. You know, the scenes in Jerusalem outside the Knesset with the police using force, uh, mm-hmm. using not just water cannons, but also mounted officers, and they were armed with gun grenades for the first time to clear largely peaceful protesters. Right? There were a few incidents where protesters in Tel Aviv threw water bottles full of sand at police, but those were by far the most violent incidents against police in 29 straight weeks protests. Really remarkable. And um, so the government is fully aware. The problem is that Benjamin Netanyahu made a hardline coalition. It was the only coalition he was able to make. And in order to return to power after a year out, he had to partner with far-right and ultra-Orthodox elements, both of which are demanding a radical overhaul mm. of the judiciary because they feel that the current judicial system in Israel curbs uh, mm. right-wing policy uh, 
priority. Indeed. Carrie, uh, n- another concerning issue uh, coming uh, coming out of this uh, with people's opinions and stance and their stance uh, on the matter. If we look at uh, Israel's security situation, I mean, we've got reservists uh, expressing reservations about the situation and other, you know, like, uh, shall we say, security units, security agencies. Surely this is, uh, this is, um, how, how can I put this? This is really detrimental to, to Israeli security at this moment in time, given uh, what the country has been experiencing Absolutely. up till now. It's quite extraordinary. And, and, you know, our Israel's enemies have noticed uh, mm, this exactly. morning, you know, the head of Hezbollah uh, basically taunted Israel. And, um, you know, Iran has said that Israel's weak. And obviously, these are two of Israel's greatest foes at the moment. Right. And rather than focusing on Iran's nuclear program, the government is focused on, on passing uh, bills that are tearing society apart, which mm-hmm. is a, a criticism against them. And we've had over 10,000 military reservists say that they are no longer willing to do voluntary reserve duty. So not if they were ordered to by mm-hmm. the state, but there are a number of uh, training missions, et cetera, that people voluntarily agree to do into their 20s, 30s, 40s, and some people in the 50s. Um, and this is really the backbone of, of what Israel considers to be a citizen's army. The IDF has a, a relatively small number of uh, full-time uh, soldiers and has a very large reserve base. And so this is something that really concerns mm. the IDF chief of staff such that uh, we're about to hear um, a statement from him on the matter calling for unity, calling sure. for service in IDF. Well, we can only wait and see, can't we, Carrie, as to exactly what's going to materialize from that development which you've just outlined. Then there's also the economic side of things. I mean, I was uh, looking at uh, the shekel, just to get the conversation going, uh, how it compares to our currency, and it's lost It's lost more than 35 cents within 24 hours against our currency. And one wonders how that's doing against other currencies, let alone how businesses and corporates and conglomerates are viewing Israel right now from an economical perspective. Well, we're starting to get first indications. Uh, in addition to the shekel falling against foreign currencies, mm. Kelsey Stock Exchange also dropped, I think, about almost 3% yesterday, right after the bill was passed. But really outstanding, um, Morgan Stanley said that it has changed its perspective on Israel today to, uh, to a you know, concern. Uh, mm-hmm. The word was um, it's something like decline uh, investment in it. But uh, Moody's, the global rating agency, has announced, <laughs> has announced to Israeli reporters that it will issue a special report on Israel tonight. Because remember, it held off on changing Israel's credit rating because right. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu promised not to pass any sort of specific overhaul without broad consensus. And clearly that did not happen. Right. Um, so we're going to see large uh, economic re- repercussions from this. Just to conclude our chit-chat this afternoon, can you see the opposition and the government uh, coming up with anything conducive in the near future? Can you really see it? Can you see reason prevailing? I mean, Netanyahu did put out that appeal, you know, like uh, irrespective of what's going on, we just need to, you know, come together and and talk rather than argue. Can you can you really see anything, like say, very soon happening to smooth over the the creases of the situation? Well, that's the million-dollar question. Mm. Everyone's speaking about unity, but no one is actually meeting each other for compromise. Mm. Uh, again, we're going into a three-month legislative break. Right. There will be opportunity for calmer discussion then, but we'll see the fire turn up and again very quickly uh, starting in mid-October when Knesset is back. And so nothing really can be done until uh, mid-October when, when legislative wheels start rolling again. Mm. Uh, but obviously there's a, a large national hope that some sort of consensus can be found and, and the sure, cares sure, in Israeli sure. society can start to be mended. 
Carrie, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Just to give us your perspective as political correspondent as to, you know, what's transpiring in the Holy Land at the moment uh, following yesterday's events, how society views it, how the world views it, and where Israel is heading right now. Carrie Keller, political correspondent at the Times of Israel.